Welcome to Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli, and alongside me, as always, is... Kirk Pinchon. Yes, it's the podcast where every episode we pick a music-related theme, and then we watch YouTube videos based around that theme that I mostly curate, but Kirk helps. Every now and then. Actually, Kirk has a few in this one. Is it a pretty even split this time? I'm, I'm growing, Paul. Yeah. I'm growing. So the theme we decided on this week was, uh, all, I, all I said was badass women. Yeah, badass, badass women in rock. Yep, um, and we rolled with it. Yeah, last week we did Billy Joel, and we of course we love Billy Joel. Yeah, but he's he's not what I'd describe as a badass. So in the interest of not letting our podcast get too soft, <laughs> uh, I thought we'd kick some ass yeah. this week with women. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, there's so many badass women we could have picked. Oh my god, yeah, we could have done this um, for hours. Yes. So we'll probably revisit this category, but we ended up just sort of picking our favorites, and we've yes. had a couple of mutual favorites. I'm sure we missed out on some, and you're like, you didn't say this, but we're like, yeah, we, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, but I want to kick things off, like, really gnarly. So oh, wow. this first clip is not one of the most, like, rock and roll things that a woman has ever done in rock, but just one of the most rock and roll moments ever. All right. This is from 1992, and this clip is from, a like... 10 or 15 years ago, VH1 did one of their, like, top 100 heavy metal moments. Okay, yeah. So it's a little shrill. Is D. Snyder's going to narrate this moment? And some of the commentary isn't, like, the best. But the moment speaks for itself. So let's watch this. It's something... Uh, the band is L7. Okay, I know L7. Yeah. So this is something that happened in 1992. Okay, metal is mostly a band's world. <laughs> But in 1992, all female headbangers L7 crashed the sausage party in a big way. <laughs> all right, D. The, come on, dude. Yes. Now, in D's defense, I'm sure that was some hack writer who's like, "Yeah, it was called a sausage party." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the, the intentions are good. <laughs> Lead singer Donita Sparks threw the ultimate weapon into an ornery crowd. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, I remember hearing about this before I ever heard L7, but. I remember they, they talked about it on TV news. All right, so let's yeah. just get to it. Let's stop. A used feminine hygiene product. I'm just so psycho I'd do anything. Just challenge me. <laughs> I would not challenge her. No, not at all. seen England's Reading Festival. Look at them. Oh, they're the fucking... The problem, technical difficulties. The rowdy fans started slinging mud at the stage. So, retaliation. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. The lady, and I say that loosely, from L7, threw a tampon at an audience member. That's not ladylike. No, because L7 aren't fucking ladies. <laughs> they don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that was like L7's stage show. Maybe they couldn't afford a dry ice or something. I'll give you a show. You want to see a show? All right, this is, for the people listening, this is Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. Yeah, so, I mean, come <laughs> on. That's all really you I like Sebastian know. Bach sometimes, but it's like, shut up, dude. Yeah. Like, in fact, I'm going to stop it, because, like, yeah. what could any of these bros add to that moment <laughs> no. that's going to, like, tag it and make it better than it already there's, is? There's nothing uh, 
more hardcore or funnier that they're going to say mm-hmm. than what she said and what she did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that you fucking were, rules. I feel like you were probably into like I only knew that name, but I feel like you would be into L Seven because you're a punk guy. Yeah, but I didn't. I wasn't into them at the time because when they were first big, I was only like nine or ten, and I wasn't oh, really okay. listening to grunge then. Okay, but yeah, like I love L Seven now. Yeah, uh, Don't Eat Sparks is the best, and that moment is just kickass. Although she's not the first. Uh, woman even of the era to throw a used tampon into the audience really someone else did it mere months earlier and it was uh it was allison wolf from bratmobile one of the riot girl bands but they're not as well known no and and it it wasn't caught on video like um for people who are listening uh to the podcast and they didn't see the clip her throwing it like because it was the reading festival which is a huge festival like it was all caught on video so they have a record of it how do you know about the first one because I love Bratmobile. Fair, fair enough. Because <laughs> Allison will fucking rules. And we'll talk about uh, Riot Grove okay. a little bit, too. Because we can't do this. Yeah, I know. We can't do this theme yeah. and not talk no, about Riot No, that would Riot be Grove. sacrilegious, I would think. Uh, so she wasn't the first one to do it, but definitely the most famous one to do it. Yeah. And I love, like, just the idea of, like, these this huge horde of fans who were covered in mud and probably shit anyway. Yeah. And you know when this woman, like, threw a used tampon into the audience, all these guys are like, Ew! Yeah, that's yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl stuff scares me. I hope someone picked it up and still has it. Like that's like the ultimate that rock and roll be, souvenir. That would be, and I would the memorabilia yeah. like Denise. If they sold it on the Reading Festival, sell it on eBay. You wouldn't sell it. You keep it. <laughs> if you're a fan, you'd keep yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't want that. I don't want to just talk about that moment and then not listen to L7's music. So yeah, that doesn't make sense. You uh, have to. We're gonna watch them perform. Pretend we're dead. We're not gonna watch the video. That's their. That was like their big song. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. I know that song. This is them doing it on a British TV show, and it's way more awesome than the studio recording, anyway. Mm. Okay. Uh, and um, as always, uh, listeners can watch all the videos that we watch. Go to musicraygun.com/playlists. But fair warning: if you watch this video, it gets a little not safe for work, because again, <laughs> Danita Sparks does whatever the fuck she wants yes. to. So there's a little bottomless nudity, like, briefly at the end of this video, so fair warning to anyone watching She doesn't it. give a fuck about your work. And they're just the best looking, like... I mean, we're, I feel like we're on the, the downward slope of a 90s revival, and I have just been... Waiting and praying for this look to come back. Oh, that real for, for grunge grunge to come back for chicks again. Because <laughs> oh, everyone in this band like looks the, so awesome. The boots and the and cut yeah, off yeah, 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 shorts. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a harder version of pretend. Yes. Yeah. And also just uh, visually, the way the show has the stage set up, yeah. the sort of psychedelic background, it's very aggressive. And they're all, it looks like they're all on, like, mini trampolines. Yeah, they're sort of those... Um, Circular mm-hmm. stages. And she's got, she's got crazy eyeliner. Yeah. Was there another big song or was this their... There was shitless. 
I'm sure that was not a big song. <laughs> it was. It was on a soundtrack. I can't remember what movie. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing this quite a bit. And for, for a guy that was, was really... Big. Yeah, I was not into grunge that much. So, yeah. Big surprise. Um, but I remember going, oh, this is like a, this is a radio play song. This is one of those grunge songs. This is like, they do what Nirvana did so well. It's like, it's really poppy. Like, they mm-hmm. play it loud and aggressive. But that chorus is so like tra la la like when we pretend yeah. that yeah. we like you can you can, the Archies could have done it yeah, um, but you know you play it this fucking hard yeah. and it's, it still uh, sticks in your head. Punk rock, but yeah. it's really catchy. It's yeah. really a pop song. That drummer's really cool. Yes. This was a, a UK like music show. Yeah. And the crowd is they're fucking into yeah, it. Yeah, the crowd is fully into it. Yeah. I just I love every single one of them. Do they still play or is there like Yes, a... they reunited like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. There was a whole there was like a Kickstarter for a documentary and they did a tour, so Oh that's cool. Yeah. Good for now. I wonder if they're all like I'm sure they're still kick fucking ass, but they yeah. kick fucking ass in their moms or something. Or uh, they're like, I'm sure. I don't yeah. know if Danita Sparks is a mom, but she's like, I don't maybe. I mean, yeah, they're they're the perfect mix of, of like grunge and yeah. metal and riot girl. They weren't really part of the riot girl thing, but yeah. they have that attitude. And yeah, they're like the perfect example of a female grunge band. Yes, and of, of all the, like, the women in rock in the 90s who I wouldn't fuck with, like Courtney Love, <laughs> There's many. or... or uh, oh, here we go. She's taking off her pants. She's just taking off her pants. No big, no big deal. Yeah, you know why? Because fuck you, that's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does what she wants. And, oh, it, yeah. and, and it caused some, like, national outrage. <laughs> In the oh, UK. No big it's like deal. when the Sex Pistols were on Bill Grundy and said, fuck. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, no, Donita was just like, I'm going to show my pussy on TV. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, the British house is like, okay. Yeah, hey, that happened. <laughs> yeah, of, of all the women in 90s rock who I would not fuck with, Courtney Love or Kathleen Hanna mm-hmm. or. The last one I would find is yeah. Tootie Sparks from no. L7. No. She is terrifying yeah. in the best way. She'd break us. Yeah. So I, I just had to start with L7. Yeah. No, that's a good start. Yeah. Um, but we're going to stay in the 90s for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next artist is someone that you picked. Yep. But I probably also would have picked. So we, we have a mutual like of this artist. But I don't yes. know your history with her. So I'll let you tell it. I don't have a big history with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's Liz Fair. It's Liz Fair, and I want to mention the the day this episode uh, is released. If you're listening to it the day uh, it's released, it's April seventeenth, twenty seventeen, which happens to be Liz Fair's fiftieth birthday. Happy birthday, Liz! So we picked a good time to do this episode. Yes, this we is, picked... this, we're, I'm dedicating this episode to Liz Fair. Uh, I bet you she appreciates it too. Yeah, I'm sure she cares. <laughs> She's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, you know, uh, 
for me, the Liz Fair thing, and I'm sure we'll get into this, is it was Exile on Guy Street. Exiling Guy Exiling Guy Phil. Yeah. I said that all wrong. <laughs> I just jacked the fuck out of that fucking record title. So I'm sure that's happened before. Yes. Um, so I remember that, and everyone was like, oh my God, it's unbelievable, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is really good. And then she came back with another album. Whip Smart. Whip Smart, which yeah. is, everyone was like, oh, that's her sellout album. Well, I think people said that more about White Chocolate Space Egg. Okay. I think I think it's a progression. It's a I progression, think people, I mean, yeah. Exile and Guyville was, was such an instant, like, classic. And then this immediately when the next album came out, yeah. people dumped on her a bit. And but, it got progressively more. Yeah. And I was always like, I, I never got the dumping. I was like, it's this, she sounds fine. I get it in the sense, like, by the mid-2000s, she was, like, Linda Perry from Four Non Blondes, who wrote songs for, like, Christina Aguilera yeah. and these pop songstresses. She went to her to write for her. She was doing like these straight up like teeny bopper pop, pop songs. She had that big hit, Why Can't I? That was a good and song. And people, you like it more than I do, That's which is not surprising song. because you'll go there before I will. Yeah, I'll hit the pop hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she really got super shit on for that. Yeah. And I, I like, remember like, you know, Pitchfork has their fucking review system where they have decimal points in their ratings. Yes. So they give shit like 7.2 and yeah. 8.8 and shit like that. Uh, they gave that album a very rare 0.0. That's it. That's just shitting on. Review. For just, shitting yeah. sake. <laughs> that's just, we could be cool with Pitchfork. It's a 0.0. But it's one of those things where it's such it's such a sharp turn from Exile and Guyville and what that represented. Yeah, that's true. I would say in defense, A, the times changed. Grunge ended fairly quick. Yeah. And also... In defense of her, like, she got packaged in the alternative rock paradigm of that, you know, was so dominant in 1994. But in hindsight, when you look back on the songs in Exile on Gaiva, like, they're pretty poppy. Like, they're pop rock. She wanted to lean that way anyway, and she got packaged in in the alt rock thing that she might not have been fully on board with. She was a product of her time, and then, you know, when she moved on. I will. Uh, she had another poppy song that people fucking hated, which was called "Extraordinary." Yeah, I I'm remember like, that. One. Sounds great. I mean, we're gonna listen to her two big hits. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do uh, "Supernova" first, which was the big hit off of "Whip Smart." Yeah, that's the one I remember. And also. I don't know if it's her biggest hit, but I would guess that it is. I would uh, guess it was a bigger chart hit than, than anything than, on Guyville. Yeah, because um, Guyville was more like, "Oh, what is this? This album is amazing." And yeah. You know, it's just like the Rolling Stones, but it's different. And oh my God! Uh, but yeah, the hits weren't as big as the next one. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to say something else um, before we watch this the video for Supernova Two, which is I wasn't into Liz Fair at her height again. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't like really into alternative that much then. And a few episodes ago, I talked shit about my brother for having shitty taste, uh-huh. which he does. Yeah, fair but enough. But he also has moments of good taste, and he had Exile on Guyville and oh. was super into Liz Fair. He also had Whip Smart and I think White Chocolate Space. He loved Liz Fair, so he doesn't have 100% shitty taste. <laughs> uh, good he job, brother. So, yeah, David uh, was into Liz Fair. Okay. Uh, and then I only, like, sort of discovered it for myself later. Okay. I'm never into anything when it's cool, like, ever. <laughs> 
ever. You're, I'm you're never the first one to play. late on the uptake? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like 20 years later. I'm like, hey, you guys want to talk about Liz Fair? <laughs> Just listen to Exile on Guyville. Guys, there's this group called the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> They're really good. Guys. All right. But to be fair, the Beatles got started 20 years before I was born. So <laughs> I think that's a fair excuse. Fair enough. All right, let's just watch uh, the video for Supernova, which is a cool video, and Liz Fair is incredibly hot, and the song is incredibly hooky and great. And this is my favorite Liz Fair song. And I don't know, like, there's really nothing to explain about the video. It's just sort of, it's very of its time. Yeah, it's just, it's 90s. Yeah. Like, you just you just look at that T-shirt. High contrast. Yeah. High saturation. Yep. It's a little bit slowed down, slow yeah. motion. There's no real narrative no. that I can discern. But God, she's fucking great with it. Yeah. And there are strobe lights for no reason. Yes. It just looks cool. And it's funny, too, because at this is the early 90s. Yeah. And at that time, some of the 70s was kind of coming back and was considered yeah, kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. And this has a very 70s vibe to it. Yeah. Her hair is all 70s vibe. Yeah. All those t-shirts the guys are wearing. She was also a little bit like, there's that line about your lips are something, something like a cherub's yeah. bare wet ass. Like she was sort of like the Jenny McCarthy of indie rock where she was like this hot lady who would, some of her lyrics were like nasty. And isn't that, isn't that novel? I feel like she was treated that way. I feel like she was treated that way, and I feel that that's unfair. Unf- she was treated unfairly in that way. Yeah, I'm not trying to paint yeah. her with that brush. But, yeah, but I remember that being the thing. Is like, ooh, look at like she. She'll say anything. Yeah, she and she's hot. Yeah, that is a little bit of Jenny the way that McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy is like. She was in Playboy, but she'll pick her nose and fart. Oh boy. <laughs> well, yes. we don't need to get it. Yeah. And there are dudes rowing crew. Yeah, for some reason, just because. Like, there's no reason for that. This guy's in crew. Yeah, music yeah. videos never really completely shook the, like, images. Like, for the just sort of say. random images. Yeah, they things. just had it to had it. Yeah. I kind of don't. I mean, I don't want to sound sexist about it, but I don't want any of the cutaways like just put the camera on the band and let me look at <laughs> yeah. what's fair the uh and every now and then she's got she's got that detached look which is really cool mm-hmm. but this is like I said even about the L7 song and her pop tendencies like this is a really poppy song yeah that just rocks really hard yeah it's a, it's not yeah I would say it's a pop song that rocks really hard that's a great explanation and um I mean, it's sort of an obvious explanation. Yeah. But you can find videos on YouTube of her doing this live. Sometimes she'll do it acoustic. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those great pop songs you can play a lot of ways. Yeah. But that hook of, like, that wah-wah guitar in it is so infectious. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, like, this video is, like, they're at a haunted house. By a supernova as they jump on a trampoline? I don't try to figure it out. I just let it wash over me. That's how I like to absorb art. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't try to dissect it. Yeah. Just let it envelop you. This this thing where there's like these trampoline shots, that seems like something we've seen in a lot of videos. A lot of 90s videos, I feel that was a thing. 
that's that. Just a kick-ass yeah. fucking record. So um, I said we're going to listen to her two biggest songs. So the second one is from Exile on Guyville. It's Never Said. I've sometimes, I think I know Never Said more than I know Supernova. Yeah, I don't know. Never Said might have been a bigger yeah. chart hit. But I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, just, it's one of those things where, like, you know, an artist will have a debut album that's a big deal. And then the second album will come out, and it's not quite as big a deal, but it's a bigger hit. Yeah, exactly. In terms More of, like, unit shifted yep. and, and yeah. chart position. Yep. And recognition. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like Supernova was probably her biggest hit, yeah. technically. But Never Said's, like, the signature song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I yeah, think yeah. I'm a bigger Never Said fan than Supernova fan. Um, but we're not just going to watch the regular video for Never Said. Um, we're not. We're going to watch the performance on 120 Minutes. Oh, 120 Minutes. That's... Do we need to explain 120 Minutes? I don't think we do. But MTV Alternative Music. Yeah, it was. Was it a weekly show? Yeah, it was like a Sunday night show. I thought. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, from the like late 80s when yeah. Alternative was still like Alternative. Yeah, and they're like, here's Husker Do. Yeah, yeah, that's like when you could see Husker Do on MTV. Yeah. So you had to watch 120 minutes. Yep. Um, so this is her doing Never Said in 1994 on 120 minutes, and I had mentioned. That you can find her doing acoustic versions of Supernova live mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, this is a, a very acoustic version of Never Said. Nice. So it's real mellow. It's almost like Lisa Loeb could have done it. But it's great. Loves me some Lisa Loeb. Oh, me too. She's not, she's not on this <laughs> she episode. She's not on this episode. We could do a whole episode. I'm not sure her. if I'd consider her a badass rock chick no. for the purposes of this theme. But I call her delight. But we do love Lisa Loeb. Um, so here's uh, Never Said on 120 Minutes. Well, here's Never Said. I just said that. On April 10th, right around her yeah. birthday. Yeah. So just around 23 years ago. I always felt like this was a thing too in the 90s of like, we're going to take our rock song, slow it down, and yeah. make it acoustic. Because we can. Well, this, this is sort of like this could be an MTV Unplugged. Yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like. Which wasn't what always happened under 120 minutes, but... Yeah, but this like, this fits it. Yeah. And I like, the, I like the harmony uh, better yeah. on this version, where they're... The uh, three acoustic guitars. Yep. I'm always a big fan of drum brushes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's a yep. good sound. I just love her voice. Like, it's not super complicated, but yeah. it's just really clear and it just cuts through to something. Yeah, clear is a good word for it. You yeah. can understand her. It's not muddled. Yeah, but I mean, even like figuratively, like it just, yeah. it just, like it just hits the pleasure center of my brain. Something about. How long of a gap was between. Her 90s fame, and then I guess it was 2000. Is that when that 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 album that they're going to shout out? It was 2003. Out? Oh my God, was it 2003? Yeah. Holy. It was God. a really big comeback for her. Yeah, it was, it was huge. It, it, was, it was a huge backlash. Yeah. It was considered such a an artistic sellout. Unwarranted backlash. Unwarranted. I. I. Mm, I don't want to support a backlash, but I hate that song. But listen, I like both songs. Yeah. I love this song. That's good. I'm not particularly 
fond of acoustic songs, but this is actually very good. Maybe they're still her band. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Just a bunch of old guys, <laughs> middle-aged, just rocking out. Yeah. I can get behind that. Liz, this is for you. I had mentioned to you before we recorded that I, I found out recently that her son is 20 years old, and that that was harder for me to to wrap my head around than the fact that she's 50. Oh yeah, much harder. Is that she has a 20 year old son? Even though that's perfectly reasonable for no, her age yeah, to have a 20 year old totally reasonable. Son, it just it, it it makes you question yourself. Yeah. That 20. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Liz, thanks for listening. For you. <laughs> this is that was for you. Yes. Uh, I'm sure she's gonna you know. This, this is going to cross over. This is going to be the big one where she yeah, listens yeah, yeah. to it and supports us. Okay, so we're going to go back in time a little bit oh, yeah. uh, to a video that you chose for this episode, but probably the number one thing that needs to be talked about in this episode. Um, it's the song and the video for... Pep and Tars Loves a Battlefield. Yes. Uh, now... When Paul brought up the idea of, hey, let's do uh, badass rocker chicks, mm-hmm. I was like, cool. The first person in my head was Pat Benatar. <laughs> that, that is very Kirk to yeah, me. That's <laughs> literally, I literally went, oh, it's Pat Benatar. <laughs> she probably wouldn't be one of the first yeah. ten that I would think of. Yeah, I immediately went there. I was like, oh, I guess I should go look at some, Paul, uh, some Pat Benatar for yeah. Paul. That's not to say I dislike Pat Benatar. No. Or even that I don't think yeah. she's badass. I do think she's badass. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking like 80s and just like the early 80s, there was like no one else who was as big as her in yeah. like the rock. She was fucking huge. I don't totally have the context for it. Yeah. Because I was still literally a baby when this was a hit. I've, I've sort of always been aware of Pat Benatar. Yeah. But like for her, like the very peak of the early 80s. I wasn't really listening yeah, to Yeah, I mean, she came on huge. And yeah. just like every song she had was on the radio. So many of them. Yeah, to me, those songs have just always been there. Yeah. But I just don't have a sense of what it was like in the moment. Yeah. And I guess I would probably say I don't didn't appreciate, if, if she's as big as you're making her out to be, I think I've underestimated yeah. how popular she was. Part of it, too, is when she broke big videos still weren't that big mm-hmm. so were her first couple hits still in like the late 70s like, maybe late 70s like you know Heartbreaker yeah Hit Me With Hit the Best, the best shot. shot might have been like 80, 81 okay you know um, so there weren't a lot of um, You Better Run You Better Hide I think mm-hmm. that's an early one so yeah the videos weren't as big as uh, as they are now or they were or where we were in the 80s yeah so I mean, I wanted other songs to put on there, but for the sake of video, we had to put "Love Is a Battlefield." I can't even. Th- I'm. Sh- I can't even think of another. If you played me another Pat Benatar video for one of her big hits, I'd probably say like, "Oh yeah, I do remember this video." Yeah. But when I think of Pat Benatar, the image I get in my head is her as the taxi dancer in the "Love Is a Battlefield." Yeah, which is this, and which is uh, at the. This was kind of a groundbreaking video. Uh, in a good way and a bad way. In a good way because it has what you love, Paul, is dramatic interludes in it. Yes. Which you I, said you're a fan of. I read a little bit about it and it's the first music video that ever had spoken dialogue. Yes. 
So it's like a movie. Yes, it's, it's, it's very much a short film. It's really the opposite of the kinds of videos we presented in our second episode where we talked about things either were just like just random shit thrown yeah. on screen or like a literal interpretation yes. of what the lyrics are saying. This is very clearly like there is a narrative here. Yes. It's like a short movie. Mm-hmm. There's a beginning, middle, and end. Yep, there's there acting are, going there's on. actors, Trey, what's his name? Trey, uh, the actor oh. who plays her father at yeah. the beginning who played Nathan Arizona in yep. Raising Arizona. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's... There's some unintentional laughs, I would say, because yes. it's so dramatic. Like it's so melodramatic. It's so melodramatic. It's real melodrama. Yes. It's real. And then heavy there's hand. like a like dance as weaponry. There's there's a dan- <laughs> there's a dance break which we'll get to, and yeah. the dance break is kind of what is the other part of this controversy. So people yeah. are like, "What the fuck is Pep Benatar dancing for?" Because she was a rock chick, and yeah. you're like, and she, so this is dance. she went pop with this. She went a little pop with this. Uh, this song is definitely more pop than like Heartbreak or Hit Me with a yeah, Shot. Yeah, uh, but, but I yeah. mean, the video is melodramatic, and the song is just melodramatic. Oh yeah, like, it's really intense. Yes, uh, yes. But ever, everyone knows the song, so yeah. let's just watch the video, and yeah. we'll, uh, you can take me, you can take us, we'll guide you through it. Yeah. The best too is because it's the '80s. It's like. They're framing around. She's a dancer. Yeah. No, she's a whore. Right. Yeah. We'll get to that when it gets to that yeah. part of the story. Yeah. But I mean, you know, she's moving to the big city mm-hmm. from her small town. She's on a bus. I guess we're supposed to pretend that she's a very young teen, maybe, and not like a grown-ass woman. <laughs> right. She could be like she's maybe thirty. Yeah. Like pushing thirty. At yeah. This point. yeah. I mean, she was married to her uh, guitarist. She still is. Oh yeah, that's right. And like that dude is still performing. That dude could, like, wail. Like, yeah, like, she lives with her mom. You leave this house now! (laughs) That's great. You can just forget about coming back! Her mom's like, I'm not sure, but... Shit, but I'll listen to what the... My man says. But what did she do? Is it just that she's leaving, or is she done... I you don't know. Yeah, I know. You don't know. That's what I'm wondering. (laughs) You want to? I want to know. I guess that's her little brother. That's her little brother. You're gonna leave me here with them. And you're gonna go into the big city where Mm -hmm. there's girls and pizza. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they kept showing. Yeah. And then there's some. some, Look at these guys. Just yeah. And she's the best is like because she has to play young. She's pretending to be scared. And you're like, yeah, that that that's not scared of shit. I guess he is a I'm deli. so full of regret that I chased my daughter away. I work in a deli. Yeah. Look at this woman in the middle of it. Just, mm-hmm. It's great. Are these like stolen shots? Or some these are these stolen people, shots. Some of these, these are real New Yorkers. Yeah, so there's no like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Oh, my food doesn't taste good because my daughter's gone. <gasps> this is like the dramatic version of the Girls Just Want to Have Fun video <laughs> with Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> that was the comedic version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the other side of the coin. So now she's like, she's she's been she's been in New York for like eighteen hours. Yes, and it's already been so rough that uh, she's gonna get it's too hard. She's gonna get a job as a taxi dancer. Yes, which is like. Like guy, it's not sex work, but like it's a dance hall, and guys like pay money to to dance. dance with you. So it's like you were saying at the top. It's sort of like they were too timid to just go ahead yes. and make her a prostitute in yes. this video. They're like, no, no. I'm sure they're like, no, 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 no. We this is gonna be an MTV. She can't be a whore. Yeah. 
So she's a dancer, a yes. taxi, not a stripper, no. but someone who you could pay to dance with, which is, which is still a thing. Is it? I think <laughs> so. I bet you could find it. That's weird. I bet you could find it. Um, it feels like something that was out of like the 50s or 60s. Yeah, for the most part, I think yeah. it is. Um, that's like where, where you get the expression, like, my dance card is full. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would like pay a fee to have a certain amount of time to dance with a lady. Yeah, what's well, like well Tina Turner's private dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get nah, it's not really and it's it, it's like it's for the most part wholesome. Like it's you know there's I don't think there was any anything untoward going on. I don't know, but for the purpose of the video, it's weird because we're going to run into like a pimp character, even yes. though Who's they're the... not prostitutes, but they they sort of yeah. are. like they're implying like <laughs> yeah. Just to, just imagine that this is prostitution, yeah. but we didn't want to put prostitution on TV because MTV's still too new. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So she's now entered the... And then there's this guy. Yeah. He's like, I can make you money. <laughs> yeah. I will turn you out on this dance floor. <laughs> yeah, where you will dance. Right, right, right. You've got to dance with that guy. The fucking bass line of the song. Yeah, ding, awesome. ding, ding. It's great. So yeah, like, okay, we have to see that this is standing in for she's fucking this. Guy. Yeah, so you think it's fucking, but they're just <laughs> right, slow dancing, right, right, right. and she feels ashamed for show, show, uh, slow dancing. Yeah, but really, it's fucking. And then all these other girls have yeah, to do the these same girls thing. Are like, oh, we have to, yeah. And then she's writing to her brother, I think, or her mom. Oh, yeah, yeah her little brother. Her brother's like right. laughing, like, yeah, you're a dancer, cool. Things are great here in the big city. I'm doing fine, but it's there's tear stains. Or... <laughs> I got an agent. And that agent's gonna make me famous. And now there's the more acting. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay, the pimp is being pimpy. You know, a pimpy. Yeah. And and the girls have had it. I mean, you know, I should say maybe I'm just completely ignorant about that. Maybe it was like gnar- a gnarly thing to have to do. Probably. But I feel like. But in the 80s, it seemed like it would be antiquated. Yeah. I still feel like, for the purposes of this video, we're meant to understand that what they really want to present to us is their, yes. their hookers. Yes. But they're not going to take any more of this guy's crap. No. Because yeah. that one girl said, leave me alone. That's yeah. such a great shot of yeah. him backing up against the box. And here's and the, the famous shimmy. The like, famous this is shimmy. the indelible image of now, this video. this is why I'm upset. What? She's a fine dancer. People sure. shat on her like, oh, why she didn't? She can't even dance. Like, no, she's doing great. The dance is yeah, fine. because she's not a dancer. Yeah. And for a rock chick yeah. to do a dance thing, it's great. It's cool. I mean, that, I, I'm sure at the time people shat on her. Yeah. But clearly those people have been proven wrong because that image, I don't even think is iconic just for Pat Benatar, but for early MTV yes. in general. Yeah. That shot where she and the other dancers start to do that shimmy, the, the yeah. scene that we're watching now. Yeah. If you did is, a montage of, here's what 80s MTV is, or yeah. any MTV, this is what MTV means, Yeah, it would, this video would be in it. Yeah. And it's cool as hell. And like the costumes are awesome. Yeah. They look, they look kick-ass. The dancing's angry, which is always good. The pimp is scared. <laughs> that guy is a perfect creep. He's a perfect creep with bad teeth. Yep. Does he have bad teeth or gold teeth? Maybe it is gold I think teeth. Gold teeth. Here's what's interesting too is it's a this is a different version than the song because they have the dance break in it. So mm-hmm. in on radio this isn't on. Yeah. Oh, the bridge is is it, it on the album? Is it on? There? No. This is all just for the video. For the, okay. So they just extended it for the video so they could have this dance break. 
Is this is this before or after Thriller? This is after Thriller. Okay. Almost positive. Because then in that case it's very inspired. Yeah. By still, like we need to have it. And then now the pimp is dancing with them and kind mm-hmm. of a dance off. It's that uh, West Side Story yes. like dancing is standing in for fighting. Oh, a drink was thrown in his face. More dancing. Oh, it's so great. And see, and he got put this place because the, all the dancers left. Although, again, this all happened over the course of <laughs> one night at this yes. place. Well, you'll see This here. is the same day she got the job <laughs> yeah. and the, like, the day after she got to the city. And she realized <laughs> things were bad. Here's what's great, too, is this, this little part here. Mm-hmm. So all the women run out. They're still dancing in the street. Now, now. it's morning. Yep. They won. Yes. And now she's like... You're all my sisters. So they hug and yeah. high five and thumbs up. And I'm like, but it's been a day. <laughs> yeah, but they trauma bonded. <laughs> they trauma bonded. Uh, everyone has their own special little high five and then you yeah. get the big hug because you were my best friend even yeah. though you weren't in any of the video. So and so I, I, I take it to like all the shots of her on the bus. She Are, going. Is that her going home and like Paul. remembering all this is happening? Paul, we don't know. It's never fully explained. It's you're not supposed to know. Paul. No, it's up to you, as the viewer. <laughs> you get to decide. You, you get know, to decide. You fill in the gaps and tell your own story. It's a choose your own adventure. Yeah. So that's fucking great. Yeah. Fucking Pat Benatar. Yeah. We could not ignore that. Video. No, there's no way we could. I might have forgotten it, so that's that's why I have you, man. That's why I'm here. Um, For the shit. I mentioned Riot Girl earlier. I said we were going to cover it. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole episode on Riot Girl. Um, I almost want to. I'm reading right now Girls to the Front, which is like the history of Riot Girl. Why? Um, so it's real brief, top of mind for briefly, you. Briefly, Riot Girl is a movement. It's a political movement. I think it, in a lot of people's minds, it's a punk rock subgenre. Yes. And that's a part of it. That's what I associate it with. Yeah, I think for most people, they think of it as a as a musical thing, but it's yeah. it's a political movement first, mm-hmm. and uh, the music scene around it was a huge part of it. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a lot more than just the music. But the the I, unquestionably the made the major band of Riot Grrrl was Bikini Kill. That okay? Yes, and it's like I know them. I yeah. don't know their songs. Yeah, and Kathleen Hanna is the the front person for Bikini Kill. Okay, she's one of the most kick ass punk singers ever and so we're gonna watch the trailer for the documentary about her oh which is called the punk singer and it's about her but it's also about riot girl and it's also about electric clash because after bikini kill she formed the band la tigra which is like one of the most famous electro clash bands ever what is electro clash it's it's uh you know that song decepticon okay yeah that is that oh, song that's la tigra that. I just learned something on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's hugely influential. Um, even if you don't like punk rock or you don't like Riot Girl, you should watch the documentary The Punk Singer. It's fucking great. And Kathleen Hanna is uh, unbelievable. So I, I just want to show the trailer mm-hmm. for The Punk Singer. Uh, just because I can't cover everything. So I'm going to yeah, let this stand forever, for yeah. all Bikini Kill, all Riot Girl yeah. bands. Um and this is a movie everyone should see. I've watched it a dozen times. Hey, everybody. Are you guys ready? I already knew I was going to be some kind of artist. I just didn't know what kind. We were all trying to make feminist work. Like, it was just totally impossible for me to keep it out. 
I've read Toby's Fantine. And she was talking about feminism and punk rock in the same sentence. Toby was like, do you know what my is? No. Do you want to start a band? <laughs> no. Do you want to start a band? <laughs> Toby was like, I think we should ask this girl Kathleen to be the singer. It was making music a voice for a lot of people that hadn't been heard before. Right when Bikini Kill started. Right when grunge was like going off the hook. Right when Nirvana was exploding. It was a wild scene. Our friend Jen Smith said, you know what we need? We need a girl riot. We just tried to take oh, wow. stuff and then we'll filter it through a punk rock lens. Feminism had been kind of scared of pop culture music. It was really good at protesting it and not good at making it. And so Riot Girl was speaking to people. Kurt has a history with Bikini Kill. He came out That's of right. feminism. It's a little unfortunate that they have to like sell it to people like, no, Kurt Cobain is... Kurt Cobain is, thought it was a cool, so you should think it's cool. But it is a cool story because... Kathleen Hanna named the song Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh. Because the story behind it was Kurt at the time was dating Toby Vile from Bikini Kill. Mm -hmm. And Toby, remember that there was a, a girl's deodorant called Teen Spirit? Yeah, yes, yes. It doesn't exist anymore. It was yeah. a thing in the early 90s. Yeah. So Toby apparently used Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit. And since Kurt was sleeping with her at the time, uh, Kathleen spray painted Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, and he didn't know that it, it was a deodorant. He just thought it was like a cool thing that she spray painted. So he named his song after that's that graffiti. Fucking brilliant! Isn't that awesome? That's the best <laughs> story ever. Real quick, yeah. Carrie Brownstein. Yeah, uh, she was in Slater Kinney. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I could not remember where she was from. Okay. Yeah. Other than Bikini Kill, maybe the only like commercially maybe that's, the most yeah. well known yes. sort of Riot Girl associated yeah. act. Yeah. But uh, Carrie Brownstein, in case anyone listening doesn't know, yeah. is uh, is Fred Armisen's partner on the show uh, Portlandia. Portlandia. So she is now also a well-regarded sketch comedian as well as awesome. one of the most badass chicks ever. Art punk. Kurt was like the only person that stuck up for me. She has it in songs, not being the perfect. Oh, Joe Jett. So Ad Rock from BC Boys is married to Kathleen Hanna. Oh, you know okay. That. No, I didn't know that either. But they deal with that in the movie how, like, they met, and especially early on, BC Boys weren't exactly what you would call woke. No. Like, no, their first album is they not became, supposed to They be. became a little bit more. Yes. Uh, uh, expanded later, but yeah. they were these douchebag frat boy types. And Kathleen talks in the documentary about how like she met him and like fell for him and was like, "What am I doing? Like <laughs> this guy stands for everything yeah. that I've been, you know, railing against publicly for years." Yeah, but particularly uh, that their first album was not supposed to be called "License to L." No, we don't want to say it. It's, it's, so, yeah. it's so it's such a terrible name. What they wanted to call their first album that they later apologized for even thinking of yeah. naming it that. Yeah, literally, their their record company wouldn't let them name it that. Yeah, but they still apologized that's, for even almost. That's naming amazing it. that they're a, a husband and wife now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a great part of the story. But you know what I mean? I mean, a good car accident. She would get letters from guys that were like, you need to die. Oh, wow. My identity was so wrapped up in my bands that it wasn't really healthy. In the last few years, like, why she hasn't been doing more? That's the nature of being a hero. You don't need help. You're the helper. It was just so much easier on everybody if I just faced what was happening and dealt with it. Whether we got attention or not. Bikini Kill wasn't just the best girl band, they were the best band. I sat down and said, I can't do this anymore. I realized it was affecting the people that I love. It's overwhelming. I was really worried. And then they reunited? 
Uh, Bikini Kill? Say, I, don't think I don't know so. when the last time they played together. Okay. Whatever they want. This she's had a few different bands since. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this documentary isn't necessarily about them reuniting. No. Okay. It's about her. Okay. So it covers um, Bikini Kill. It covers La Tigra. It covers her. She also released a solo album called. Uh, the Julie Ruin, which she literally recorded in her bedroom. <laughs> and then later, she formed a band called The Julie Ruin, and that's her current project. So oh, okay. This, this uh, documentary came out, I would say, like three or four years ago. Yeah, so it's pretty it current in what it covers. Yeah, it says 2013. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so she's just fucking awesome. And I, the, best, the best line, or the, the thing that sums it all up that they have in the trailer is when someone says, they weren't just the best... Uh, like girl band yeah. they were the best band like you can't separate the Riot Girl message from the music but even without the message they are such a fucking kick ass punk yeah. rock band well it's funny like and that's you know that's stuff that you, those are the kinds of things you run into when you talk about stuff like this is yeah. like oh they're the best they're the best girl band there's never like they're the best guy band that's right, right, never brought right, up right, in that right. way yeah. you know even with you're the best female rocker instead of the best rocker yeah you know we all do it unfortunately yeah um but they're just great and her voice the way she screams is like no one sounds like her let me tell you Paul yeah. um not a fan of the music but this documentary looks great and I'm gonna fucking watch it yeah you should just even without even without even caring about the music I know that you're like not into great. punk um, no, but this documentary looks fascinating yeah it is yeah and she's done a couple you know like Latigra doesn't sound like Bikini King. yeah um, yeah, she's just the best. So I would recommend that everybody watch the punk singer, read Girls to the Front, and uh, listen to uh, Rebel Girl. Yeah, I'll put I'll put uh, Rebel Girl as the at the end of the episode. Oh yeah, so do that. That's a good idea. Um, but moving on from that, okay. I the, didn't know th- this is this is the one. If that... Pat Benatar is the first person you thought of, this next woman is the first person I thought of, and I knew it. I knew that was going to be it, too. Just looking, <laughs> I, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew that this was going to be your go-to. Yeah, and I didn't know where to put her. I was like, is this the first thing we watch? Yeah. Is it the last thing we watch? Because how do you follow it? Yeah. And I, but, but it's my favorite thing. So I just put it in the middle, and I hope that doesn't like bury it. But to me, this, this next video is the flagship of this whole episode. <laughs> And I will go out and I'm going to say this, the video we're about to watch is my single favorite rock and roll performance ever. Okay. I know that's a big statement. (laughs) It's a huge statement, Paul. But I mean it. Because everything that happens in this Mm. is is so unbelievably rock and roll. Um, It's the plasmatics. Yep. The woman we're talking about is Wendy O. Williams. And the most... Badass, yes. rock and roll, rock and roller ever. I remember them growing up, yeah, just by name, and just knowing that they scared the fuck out. They of were, me. yeah, they were, they were like, they were like scary. Yes, yes. I have to say, the first time I heard of Wendy O. Williams, unfortunately, was when she died. Oh, she wow. killed herself in 1998, and I remember hearing about it on the radio, mm-hmm. like, and people sort of describing who Wendy Williams was, you know, to yeah. 
to re- report the news that she died. Yeah. And me being like, this sounds like an interesting person. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should delve deeper. Because I was, I was like 15 at the time, yeah. and, and the plasmatics weren't really happening. And no. To explain the plasmatics, I would call them, in their earliest incarnation, an art punk band. Like, they were as much performance art yes. as they were music. I mean, uh, punk rock. And then somewhere along the way in the 80s, they kind of just became like a heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a lot of cool footage of, of Wendy O. Williams performing with Lemmy and Motorhead. Oh, wow. And that type of thing. Uh, but this video is from the early 80s. This is when they're still in their performance art mm-hmm. punk phase. Uh, all the guys in the band wear, wear these weird masks, and they're sort of anonymous. Uh, and Wendy O. Williams is indescribable, but we're going to try to describe her. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this video, so let's just get to it. Yeah. The, uh... This is Butcher Baby. And it's a TV performance. Like, even growing up, I'm like, the plasmatics, even the name was kind of scary to me. Yeah. It's just a Oh, Jesus Christ, that's scary as fuck. This so, is what I remember. This is the whipped cream? Yeah, let's describe her look. Wendy is wearing knee-high black boots. Yes. Leopard print panties. A black peaked hat, like kind of like a Nazi hat, but yep. there's no there's SS no decoration no. on it. And she's topless, but her her tits are covered with either shaving cream or whipped cream. Yes. And you instead of pasty, she's got a clothespin on each nipple. Yes. So, that, so that's her look. And the guys are and, just wearing these freaky fucking masks yes. that are make them almost faceless. It's not like clown masks or Halloween masks. They're just like of your nightmare masks. Yes. I'm 34 years old and my parents probably still wouldn't allow me to watch this. I feel like I'm getting away with something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Your dad's going to call you. Yeah, and if I was a kid, like you said, this would be like... it's a, It would be too much. Yeah, this is pure nightmare fuel. Yeah, well, yeah, but also like psychosexual yeah fuel but like i don't even know what to make with it and i'm because because i mean make no mistake about it to me wendy o williams in this video is the hottest thing of all time i don't know if i'm gonna do that because i'm more (laughs) scared than anything (laughs) well that's part of it yeah (laughs) i don't like to be scared being being scared is part of it (laughs) and then also just musically this song just kicks so much That like fist in the air. Oh my god. It's a lot. It's a lot. I have no idea how to process this. Yeah. There's like one of the guys is wearing a cool white suit and tie. One of the dudes is wearing like a tutu and tights. Yeah. They're they they're all wearing like Sort of like um, uh, BDSM masks. Yes, the the guy wearing the suit and the mask is the scary one. You think so? For some reason, because he's dressed. Because there's something comical about the one in the tutu. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's a guy's a comic. He's, al- he's also the one like shredding on guitar. Yes, he's all over the and, place, and he's really like he's really yeah. performing it up. And of course, it's a flying V. Yeah, that's right. It is. Uh, you know, the drummer's pretty scary, too. Well, I mean, yeah. They're all great. It's just hard to stand out with Wendy O. Williams. Yeah. 
I mean, just the effect that this had on people. I can't imagine. This is 1980. Yeah, I this think? is some. I mean, 80, early 80s were some conservative shit at yeah. times. I mean, like, the, I can't even begin to think that people have been like, "This is the end of days." I mean, this is a lot for 2017. Yeah, I'm. It really problems. is. I'm, I'm having problems. Yeah. Pumping the stage. Yeah. It's just, and her face is always just kind of expressionless, almost like she's bored. Yeah, like she's over it. Which is the coolest thing you can yeah. do in rock. You rock. could not it's be to more. Just be over yeah. it. Yeah, she's like whatever. The fact that this is happening on stage and she's like, yeah. this is sort of bullshit. Like, like, this is it's not enough for yeah. her. Yeah, she's like, this is kind of tame. This is not enough for her. Yeah. <laughs> This is all preamble to the set piece. We haven't even gotten to the main event yet. My God. She's putting the microphone down now. Oh, this is this where okay. we get into the, the, the meat and potatoes of the piece? Yeah, okay, now she's got a guitar. She's, she's uh, like, fucking the uh, monitors with yeah. to get some feedback going. And then she's going to go into... Strapping the guitar in to some rig. And uh, oh, that drummer's out comes the chainsaw. Oh, it's scary because she's half naked with the chainsaw, and that's yeah. And now she's sawing the so much could guitar. go wrong with this. <laughs> she's sawing the electric guitar in half while it's plugged in, oh, I think. It's and like, so not it's, safe. It's oh, she's sleeping. playing it, and she well, well, she's, she's jacking jerking it off. off the yeah. neck of the guitar As while she she's it. sawing it in half. Yeah. So this is all about sex and murder yes. and rock and roll. Uh, and you can hear like the guitar squealing because I think it's plugged in while she yeah. saw it. She's very disconcerting to me. Yeah, she's, you know, her tongue's hanging out. She's really fucking the shit out of the guitar. She should not be... She's fucking and murdering an electric guitar. She should not be sawing with one hand. Yeah, she's she's got a chainsaw in one hand, so, sawing it in uh, half while her other hand works the neck of the guitar. So disconcerting. It's so awesome. <laughs> we have so different opinions on it. You don't think it's awesome? <laughs> I think it's awesome because it's scary and new. Mm -hmm. It stresses me out on many levels. The music is stressing me out because it's, there's nothing I can do with this music. And the fact that she was sawing with, like, one hand yeah. is stressful. Just like as a father, it concerns yes. you. Yes. <laughs> like, I just, like, put on some goggles, put both hands on it. It's still good. Safety first. Yeah, safety Even first. the rockers know Listen, it. Listen, if you saw it, it's still a cool move. No, it's, it's not, fun. man. No, it's Ooh. not as cool. And she's half naked. Those splinters can go anywhere. The dead carcass of the guitar yes. in her fist. This is what you get when you fuck with Wendy Williams. Do you have? Did you have plasmatic albums? Did you buy those stuff, or you just knew them? For I mean, I no, because I never really discovered them for myself oh, until yeah. after you know. And this is a complete. Oh yeah, they, of course they finish up by blowing up all yeah, the amps and the drums. Complete safety hazard. <laughs> no concern for anyone's well-being. Yeah. So that was very stressful. That's 
Okay, whether or not you <laughs> liked it, have you ever seen anything more rock and roll no. than all of that? No. And I don't think... From beginning to end, every element yeah. of it. I don't think anyone could top it. Like, you, how do you top that? How do you make that more rock and roll? That's why I said I didn't know where in the order of the playlist to put it. I didn't want to wait for the end, but I don't know how to. I mean, yeah. everything else is going to be a little pale. If you I put it like. in the beginning, there's nowhere to. We don't. Yeah. Where do you go from there? I also think more than anything else, this has to be seen to be believed. Yes. like you have. Please go to the playlist and watch yeah. it to get the full effect. Go to musicraygun.com/plays. We're not. I'm not pushing it so hard because we're getting paid or anything. Like <laughs> no, that. I just really want everybody to see what we just watched. What? What? Yeah, just it. Do yourself a favor and look at it and, yeah. and feel the nightmare. I mean, that, that I don't think anything can be more rock and roll than that. Yeah. It has sex. It has implied murder. Yep. It's got those, this, this, the presentation yeah. of it, the stage show of it, the weird masks and just yep. everything. Uh, ugh, it's, it's so it's, good. It, it's it, so it thoroughly. It plays good. on your fears and that's part of a big part And of sexualizes and your fears. Yeah, exactly. Which is, that's like the definition of rock and roll. Yeah. This <laughs> I can't believe this wasn't a big hit. <laughs> See, I mean, I also think it's real hooky. Like that guitar How hook. is that I hooky? Can, I, can, I can and have listened to that song just on a loop. Oh my God. That is the exact opposite of hooky for me. Uh, but I appreciate what it is. So I've got another uh, Wendy O. Williams clip. This isn't a song. This is uh, this was a brief ad that played on a, a local heavy metal channel in New York City in the 80s. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what this channel was. Yeah. But I guess I don't know like if it was on for a certain number of hours on a certain day of the week mm-hmm. or what. But this is just a little uh, promo ad for channel U68 in 1986 and Wendy O. Williams makes an appearance in the middle of it. I love stuff That's like this. That's pretty great. Yeah. Like this low grade uh, yeah. So it's, it starts off as a commercial for like a New York City heavy metal club called Lemoore. Look at this. The rock capital of Brooklyn. That's great. Yeah. So now it's just like a like a cable access yeah, commercial. Just and Wendy Williams is about to show up in the middle of this. <laughs> now, what does that remind you of? What she just did? Didn't that seem like a wrestling promo? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Hulk Hogan, I'm calling you out. Yeah. This Saturday at SummerSlam, I'm gonna. That's like she's pointing at the camera. She's like, "You want it loud? Turn it up loud." What do you do when Hulk Media comes to your town? It's baby. awesome. <laughs> and then it's just another advertisement for Lamore, but it's just, uh, just Lam- another taste of Wendy. Lamore is. This, this on its own is pretty it's awesome. pretty funny. <laughs> These humps. Yeah. Oh, oh man, a man of war in Saxon. Oh man, man of war. They were great. Oh yeah, man of war. Where are they? 
okay, it's your turn now. We're gonna watch a video you sent me, which is gonna seem very tame to the last two things you saw. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anyway. anyway. I don't. I didn't There's know no what other to place do. you could have put it. Yeah. Really. There's really no other yeah. place. Uh, but I'd never seen this video. I don't think I've ever heard this song. I certainly don't recognize it. Maybe I've heard it at some point in my life, but don't remember it. But I watched the video, yeah. and I recognized that, okay, obviously it's from the soundtrack to Mad Max yes. Beyond Thunderdome. Yes. Which I've also never seen. Really? But I'm aware of what it is, and yeah. I know that Tina Turner is a character in the She's movie, in it. She's a big role in it. And did record a couple songs for the soundtrack, including this one. Yes. Which is what? This is One of the Living, which is the rocking song in Thunderdome. The other one's like a ballad the, theme. The other one was, her, her big hit from this is We Don't Need Another Hero. Okay. Which is the big song from the movie and also a ballad. And not that great. This is One of the Living, which is her rocking out. Uh, and we can just play it right now. There's some things in it that are just great because Tina Turner's great. And there's yeah, I have no context for this other than just basically being aware of what Beyond Thunderdome is and recognizing like the clips. Yes. It's, it's one of these videos in the 80s where... They took clips from the movie and showed. Sometimes they did videos where it's just fucking clips of the movie for the whole video, mm -hmm. music video. This one, they actually had a little performance interspersed with clips from the movie. But is she in character or is she <laughs> Tina Turner? She's Tina Turner. Okay. Well, let's just watch it and yeah. uh, and you can uh, take me through she's, it. She's Tina Turner in this. This is someone filmed this off of VH1 Classics. <laughs> right. I always love to see the bug from oh, like, I love MTV2 it. on a yep. video that I found on YouTube. I love it. That backbeat is so very yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah, so it's Tina Turner, camera going through a tunnel. Mm -hmm. And here comes Tina, about to step over a fire. And they're just following her with that wonderful walk that she has. Here's the thing, too, that always made me laugh in this movie. I don't, or in this video. She's holding a guitar. Mm -hmm. I'm almost positive she does not play guitar. Because I've no, never seen her like in concert footage ever, ever playing a guitar. Yeah. So it's always interesting to me in this video that like she's just holding it. It may also be worth explaining in case people don't get the context. Like this is the, this is the height of a huge '80s comeback for Tina. Yeah. Like she was a big deal with Ike Turner in the late '60s, yeah. maybe early '70s. Early '70s, and then, and then the '80s. She and then she fell off and had a lot yeah. of personal problems. And then, then there was the Private Dancer the Private album Dancer album. Yeah, which was huge. Right, which everyone knows. I think when people think of Tina Turner, that's the version they think of. Yeah. The big, the big hair. Yes. The, um, what's, Private Dancer, yeah, What's Love yeah. Got, to, what's do love got to Do With It. You Better Be Good To Me. Yeah. Yeah, all those. That's my favorite is You Better Be Good that's To Me. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah. That's a great, great song. But this is like kind of coming off of that big resurgence of yes. popularity for She her. was huge and then they're like, well, let's put her in Mad Max Beyond sure, Thunderdome yeah. and have her do the music for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll do that. I remember even as, as being a little kid, my parents were super into this Tina Turner comeback. They went to see her in concert oh, really? in like 85 or 86 or something. So yeah. That's awesome. They'll appreciate this one. Okay, see? Yeah, just her into the camera. Yeah, and she's like well into her 40s at this point. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. she was, yeah. I mean, this was a huge, huge comeback. Yeah, I'm like, you're not really. Yeah, no, she's she's strumming it with her thumb. <laughs> yeah, no one plays the. Yeah, although that, Sting plays the bass that way, which yeah. pisses me off. But shh, is that even the bass guitar she's holding? No, she. I, no, it's a. That's it's a V. Guitar. Yeah. So it, it's always made me laugh. 
But it's just they gotta sell the rock and roll to you. Gotta sell the rock and roll to you, and they showed the clips of the Mel Gibson movie, yeah. which is not a great movie. It's be- it's a better title for a movie than it is a movie. <laughs> um, it has one good scene in the Thunderdome, and then the. This is what the movie is known for: is this Thunderdome scene, which is a great scene. Yeah. Made, you know, two men under one man lead. Mm-hmm. This is maybe in the first forty minutes of the movie. The whole rest of the movie is not and about it just the Thunderdome. Keeps going. Oh. It's just them, him in the desert saving kids. Yeah. I mean, to me, because I came of age in the '90s, I associate Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome with the Tupac and Dr. Dre video yes. for uh, California yes. Love. Yep. Nope, that's so, all right. Who, who does, like, doesn't she play, like, some sort of empress? Or she's, like, yes. she, she, like, rules over the Thunderdome? She rules or? over the Thunderdome, and she is the one who create who says the iconic... Uh, two man enter, one yes, man leave. that's her. Okay. So the best known thing about Mad Max Man Thunderdome is Tina Turner. Yeah. <laughs> not Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. I can't get over her playing guitar. It's really she's, hard. She's not really... <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. But it doesn't matter, man. It's yeah. a music video. It's, it's about the it. image. Yeah. And she's great. You'd think, you'd think, though, that having been around so much music, she'd know what it looks yeah. like to play a guitar. Yeah. I wonder if she's like, yeah, fine. Yeah. I don't care. Um, Maybe that's her protesting the fact that they put a guitar in her hand. She's like, like, just do this. Yeah. Here, I'm going to play like an 80 yeah. <laughs> But it's not... It's not on the Thunderdome set, but it does look post It's made to look like the Thunderdome set, but it's definitely not. Yeah. And you'll see... Coming up very soon, a very iconic moment, which has been made fun of many, many times. From the movie or from the video? From the video. Okay. And kind of the pop culture of it all. Is is the guy with the sack. <laughs> is he supposed to be like one of the guys from the movie? No, that is actually her sax man. Oh. That is actually a Did real sax man. Did he always look that guy. way? Was yes. he always shirtless with the... Yes. Okay. And he was always glistening. He's actually... This isn't a model playing sax... Pretending. This is a guy actually playing the sax. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have thought he was just made to look like one of no. the desert dudes from... This is... That, that was his look. <laughs> and... Uh, where is he now? Yeah. That's what I want. He actually had a single from The Lost Boys after this. Oh, the vampire movie? The vampire movie. Oh. So he's he's in it and has a song in it. Still shirtless, still greased up. But this was also poked fun of with John Hamm. John Hamm did a, a, a video spoof of this. It might have been Saturday Night Live of a, 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 a greased up sax guy with long hair. We'll have to revisit that when we do our all saxophone episode. <laughs> yes. Don't joke. That's happening. I'm not joking. We're really gonna. Do We're that. gonna do a real section, but yeah, we'll show that. Um, so yeah, that's Miss Tina Turner. That's cool. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Or were, were you into uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? When you were I a was teenager? into the uh, the fight. Like the fight. Even now, I watch yeah. the fight. It's like, oh, it's awesome. Uh, the were you into Tina here. Turner at the time? Like, were you on board with that? I. You know what? When Tina Turner came out with her Private Dancer album, I was like 13. So it was one of those things where I was like, oh, here's a new artist named Tina Turner. Oh, yeah, you thought she was someone new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. got these great songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do know that uh, apparently the, the talk is that she hated what's love got to do with it. And it was like, I don't want to do this stupid fucking song. Oh, like someone else wrote it for yeah. her and she just thought it was garbage? Yeah, and that was her yeah. huge fucking hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I don't, it, it's not my favorite Either. They're better ones. It's fine, but you better like be good to me. It's a better song. It's a great song. song. Yeah, Private Dancer too. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, now we're gonna look at uh, a, a movie, another movie I like. This is a trailer 
for ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains. Do you know this? Not at all. Because um, sometimes badass women in rock are fictional. This is a oh. This is a movie about a fictional band called a teenage punk band called the Stains, starring an incredibly badass, like fifteen year old Diane Lane. And what Laura Dern. This, this is oh. like 81, 82. A young Ray Winstone is in it. I think I only know this like in name and barely yeah. that. Like it's just kind of one I of those. I think it was like barely in theaters. Yeah. Kind of cult films. Yes. I know it as a cult film yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. never seen Steve any Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols is uh, I just dropped my cup is what that Paul's was. Paul's really excited about this. Yeah. Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols in her band. Fee Waybill from The Tubes <laughs> oh, is yeah. in it. Bill. Yeah, this uh, uh, one uh, the punk uh, an LA punk band called Black Randy and the Metro Squad make an appearance in it. Oh my god, this movie's amazing! So I just want to play the before you play it. Yeah. How did you find this movie? I don't remember. It's just one of those cult things that I kind of became aware of, and I don't remember anymore when I first heard it. Oh, okay, but you've seen it. Yeah, the first time I saw it is um, I remember when it they put it out on DVD. A few years ago, because it had been out of print and unavailable mm-hmm. for so long, that it was sort of a big deal when they put it on DVD, and then it was like streaming on Amazon Prime, and oh, that's wow. the first time I got to watch it. I mean, I watched it for the first time myself. Um, I was living in LA, so within the last six years. Wow. Um, but I had heard of it before that. It just was sort of unavailable yeah. for so long. Yeah. Like, unless some, like, art house got a print yeah. and they would show it, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if the plot of the movie or anything is going to come through from watching the trailer, <laughs> but you're going to get a sense of how cool it is. Yeah. And you've never seen Diane Lane this cool, even though she's a child at the time. Oh, my God. And lo- baby Laura Dern, too. I'm already excited because it just looks so old. <laughs> Coming from Paramount. And pretty low budget. Fired. I need Oh my money. god. Corinne Burns, what are you going to do? My name is not Corinne Burns. Oh, what is it? It's third degree burns. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm the lead singer and manager for the stains. I'm the lead singer and manager. It has become clear to several thousand very young women, inspired by an unreported rock and roll band with see-through blouses and white stripes in their hair, that life is to be lived right now. Oh, that's so young, Ray Winston. Yeah. Oh, my God. How kick-ass is Diane Lane? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, she's and reaching out to people. Yeah. We're the stains, and we don't put out. No, we weren't. You are moving so fast. If you're happening so fast, what? you can't afford to be loyal to this guy. It's so early Why are you 80s. Still hanging yeah. around here? Why don't you just go back to where was you Her makeup is awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh my god. Her too. Oh, there's Laura Dern. Oh my god. The commies are coming. <laughs> it's real punked by the numbers, but it's pretty fucking awesome. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous thing. Wow, I mean... It's one of those movies where, like, the fictional... Like, in Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, where yeah. the fictional band's actually like, I actually like these songs, too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy those on iTunes. Did you ever see Streets of Fire? No, someone was just talking to me about this the it's other day. It's a great movie. It, yeah. It's a batshit crazy, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she plays a rock and roll star in it. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. But uh, it's amazing that... I mean, she still works. Laura Dern still works. Yeah. That's crazy. And this is like 81 or something? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but before, even before she was in like The outside, what was her break breakout? I knew her from The Outsiders, which I yeah. think was like 82 or 3. Yeah, I remember like seeing right her. after this. Yeah, so I'm not sure. She might have done stuff before, yeah. but I, I distinctly remember her. Yeah, but this is not, like, there are a lot of uh, people in this movie, but it's not really an ensemble cast. This is the Diane Lange. No, it's the Diane Lange. Yeah, it's about her. Yeah, and uh, but it's before she was a, a name, and yeah. she's just so badass in it. Yeah. And, and a, a fucking kid. Yeah, just like a child. Yeah. It's crazy. Even Ray Winstone, who's supposed to be like like the older guy yeah. in it, who's in his like late 20s. Yeah. But you think of Ray Winstone now, and it's just like, oh my God, he's such a baby-faced yeah. kid. Yeah, I mean, he's like a child. Yeah, but that this movie is thoroughly good. That's so now you have to watch The Punk Singer, and you have to watch Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. You guys have a lot of work to do. Yeah, well, I was talking to you, Kirk. But oh, also, me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but also everyone. Everyone, yes. I think they should issue both of those movies to people at birth. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a fun thing. Uh, we all know girls just want to have fun. Of course, course we do. do. We don't need to cover that. I no. mean, we all know the song. We all know the video. This is just a YouTube clip that went viral a few years ago, kind mm-hmm. of viral, where... At an airport in, I don't remember, I want to say Buenos Aires, there was like a late flight, and everyone was getting really restless at the airport, and Cindy Lauper happened to be on that flight, so, because the crowd was starting to get restless, mm-hmm. there was this uh, grumbling and rumbling, Cindy Lauper just goes up to like, the microphone at the, oh, at the, the stand, yeah. and starts singing. Wow. And it, just to cheer people up, and someone bothered to film it. Thank God. And uh, it's great. So uh, the text on the screen right now says, Hundreds of disgruntled passengers were left stranded in the airport when their flight was canceled. Up came Cindy Lauper to bring a smile to everyone's face. So she's just standing at the mic. She's got like a hood on and big big sunglasses. She doesn't want to be recognized. She doesn't want to be recognized. But everyone's upset, and she's like, there's only one thing I can do. <laughs> there's only one way I can get these people. So she's just going to start belting out, girls just want to have fun. And when you watch the expressions on people's face cha- faces change. Uh, people are immediately turned. Oh, the woman next to her looks like she's so happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so sweet. Because I'm sure she's sick of this song. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing is like people are singing over her and yeah. they're just sort of belting off the chorus, but they're stepping on the next verse. But like she's just so on autopilot with the song yeah. that nothing throws her no, off of it. She's so and used so to it. So people keep catching up to her, and you'll hear people going shh. So there's lots of shushing, but she never loses a beat. <laughs> of her is so happy mm-hmm. it's great that's so great oh my god she can still sing yeah she Holy hasn't lost god. it at all I mean that's impressive <laughs> everyone knows that chorus mm-hmm. everyone knows that chorus I'm so glad she didn't do Shebop. <laughs> oh, there it is. Shush. I mean, this woman is literally jumping up and down yes, with I delight. She's so happy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> wow. She's a fucking hero, right? <laughs> that was so sweet. Yeah, she's great. She's like, look, there's only there's a, how can I help? This is yes. the only this is what I do. Yeah, she's like, I got this, everyone. <laughs> I got this. There's gonna be a riot in this airport <laughs> if I don't sing my hit song right now. <laughs> and she was right. She solved yeah. the problem. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, I mean, people turned joyous yes. immediately. And I mean, of course, because who. If there's a person on this planet who doesn't like that song... Oh, yeah, no, you're a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's right, all right. All right, um, we got one more just little clip to watch. This is another... Well, let's hear from Wendy O'Williams. You gotta here. close out with Wendy. This is a safe sex PSA from Wendy O'Williams. How is that even possible? But that's which, great. Which I'm pretty sure was unscripted and just sort of extemporaneous. She's like, like yeah, I'll like, do it. Yeah, hey, uh, Wendy O, go on camera and warn the kids about VD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Yeah, I'm Wendy O, the commander of chaos, and me and you, 68, we want to say that sex is one of the best things we've got going. But... <laughs> wow! Hey guys, sex is one of the best things we got going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. No, but I just, just yeah. the way she puts it, I don't back it up. Yeah, no, I want to no. hear her say that again. Say that sex is one of the best things we got going. But remember, boys and girls, that venereal disease can kill you. Yeah, so be careful when you're choosing your partners. And remember, Wendy says. If it's not clean enough to put in your mouth, don't take it home and sleep with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, those are words to live by. Yeah. So, I like I said, I, I wasn't sure where to put Wendy O, but I knew I had to close with her. You anyway, had to so close with That was a good closer. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll do it for that episode. That's I great. think this will be a topic worth revisiting because we didn't even get to Joan Jett. I know. You get uh, to heart. Or, or the rest of the runaways. We didn't yeah. get to heart. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to Chrissy Hind. I know. I want oh, yeah. to. There's so yeah. much to cover. Yeah. But, you know, it's already been an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. 
So uh, we'll do a part two. We'll, we'll get to a part two. Yeah. We're aware of everyone we've left off. This wasn't yes. meant to be comprehensive. Yes, it's a little uh, teaser. Taste but time. we hope it was fucking awesome and yeah. badass. I think it was. I think it was. I, maybe I should have saved Butcher Baby for like the last episode <laughs> of this podcast. Just go fact- down in flames. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know where we go from here. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So I hope that blew you away, man. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So uh, everybody, please go to musicraygun.com for all the episodes and the playlists we compile where you can watch all the videos that we watch on every episode. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash musicraygun. We're at musicraygun on Twitter. And I'm at Paul Champanelli on Twitter. I am at I wish I liked Flan at Twitter. And on Instagram, Kirk underscore Pinchon. On Instagram, I'm also at Paul Champanelli. So please follow us and please email us. You can email us at musicraygun at gmail.com. Just let us know that you're listening, that just we're not it. just screaming into the void. <laughs> we're not going to stop screaming into please, the void. But. Please email us and tell us how you felt while you were watching the Butcher Baby video yes. and after you yes. watched the Butcher we Baby We want video. to feel your emotions. And then write us again a few days after you watched it and tell us how you're dealing with it. <laughs> yes. All right. And happy birthday, Liz. Happy birthday, Liz Fair. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. That girl thinks she's a queen.